We are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Now, let's get back here into the 12th chapter of Hebrews. Let's read again from verse 8. But if ye be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, in other words, all of the children of God are partakers of chastening. God chastens all of his children. Then if you're without chastisement, then you're illegitimate children and not sons. Now, let me show you something here. If sickness and disease were the chastening of the Lord, then no sinners would ever be sick. Did you see what he said? All the children are partakers of chastening, but illegitimate children are not. In other words, if you're not a child of God, you wouldn't be chastened of the Lord because you're not his children. So if sickness and disease and problems of life were the chastening of the Lord, then no sinners would ever have any problems nor any sickness. Only Christians would have it. Are y'all still out there? Did you go home? <laughs> now that's what he's saying here. Now see, people say, well, yeah, the Lord chastens his children. Well, somebody got their leg broke. Well, the Lord's chasing them. Well, now let me ask you something. If you had a child, see, he's talking about child training here. You have forgotten the exhortation speaketh unto you as unto children. Now, if you have a little two-year-old child just walking a little bit and walks up to the stove and the burner is on and uh, it starts to reach for the burner, what do you do? You say, I, I, I don't touch that. That's hot. And you train that child, tell that child what will happen if they do. Now, if that child goes ahead and does it while you're not looking, then you didn't do it, did you? I mean, the child brought it on itself. You just told the child what would happen if it did. Now, that's what happened to God. He told the children of Israel what was going to happen if they did certain things. And when they did it, then it got translated that God did it to them. So if you told your child, now that stove's hot. If you touch it, you'll get burned. And then you go into the other room, your child touches the stove and gets burned. And somebody said, look what you did to your child. If you hadn't have told them it's hot, they wouldn't have got burned. Now, see, that's the situation God's in, in the old couple. So you wouldn't take the child's hand and stick it on the stove, burn big blisters on it, and say, now, I did that to teach you something. <laughs> if you do and they find out about it, they will put you in jail. Now, see, if God did just part of the things that Christian people accuse him of doing, if he lived here on earth, he'd spend all of his time in the penitentiary <laughs> for child abuse. <laughs> That's the truth. Because some of the things that people say that he does. Now watch this. Here's another key. Furthermore, we have had fathers after our flesh, which correct us, and we gave them reverence. Shall we not much rather be in subjection unto the father of spirits and live? Now notice, we're subject to the fathers of our flesh, which correct us. Now if they correct you through the flesh, it hurts. I mean, when you apply the board of education to the seat of learning, you can understand that. <laughs> and the Bible teaches that. But now notice, it says if we're in subjection to fathers of our flesh, 
that correct us and we give them reverence, shall we not much rather be in subjection to the Father of spirits and live? In other words, the Father of spirits is our heavenly Father, and if He is a spirit, He's going to chasten us by spiritual means. He chastens our spirit, not our physical bodies. See, He deals with us in the spirit. Now, there are several scriptures that we won't be able to get into in great length. But in Ephesians, the fifth chapter, Paul talked about cleansing the church by the washing of the water by the Word. See, it's the Word of God that chastens us. Now, the reason the unbeliever is not chastened of the Lord is because they won't receive it. Can you see that? God chastened you with his word. Psalms 94 and 12 says, Blessed is the man whom the Lord chastens and instructs out of his word, or teaches out of his word, see. That's the idea there. God instructs you. Now the Apostle Paul came to the Corinthian church, and he chastened them with words. And he said some things to them, they'd rather been beat by a pole than some of the things that he put on them with words. He said, I robbed other churches to do you service. He said, I took offerings from other places and spent it on you. And I mean, he chastened them with a word and told them not to muzzle the ox that treadeth the corn. So you see, he chastened with the word. And that's the reason that sinners and unbelievers are not chastened. is because they won't receive God's word. Now it's out there. If they would receive it, see, they'd get born again. But unbelievers won't receive it. So there's no chastening to the unbeliever because he won't receive the word of God. Then he goes on and ends up sowing to the flesh and reaping of the flesh corruption. Then people blame it on God. Now he said, be subject unto the Father of spirits and live, for they're verily for a few days chasten us after their own pleasure. But he for our profit that we may be partakers of his holiness. Now notice something. Here he says, our fathers in the flesh chasing us for their own pleasure, but he for our profit. In other words, if God does, it's going to profit you. That we might be partakers of his holiness. Now, in other words, every chastening is going to make you a partaker of holiness. Because it's the word instructing you in ways to live right. Now, if sickness and disease were chastening, then the more you stayed in the hospital, the more holy you would get. Isn't that right? From this verse of Scripture, that's what it seems to say. It would profit you and make you more holy ever chastening that you had. And it'd be profitable to you. Well, you know, because you stay in the hospital, you don't get holier. That wouldn't have anything to do with it. Now, no chastening for the... Present seemeth to be joyous, but grievous. Nevertheless, afterwards it yieldeth the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them that are exercised thereby. Now here it says, it'll produce a fruit of righteousness. So if sickness and disease were the chastening, then the sicker you got, the more righteous you'd be. Isn't that right? I mean, from this scripture, if that were true, wouldn't that indicate what it's saying here? So you can see how ridiculous that would be. So to say then that the chastening is sickness and these kind of things would be completely out of context. And we need to learn that God has given us his will here. And as we take his will and operate in his will and be obedient to his word, Jesus said this, 
Now you're clean through the word which I've spoken unto you. The word cleanses. Now I've heard people say this, well, you know it's the chastening of the Lord that makes people get back in line with God. But now that's not what the Apostle Paul said in Romans, the second chapter. He makes a statement there. He said, the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance. The goodness of God. Not the wrath of God, but the goodness of God. I remember years ago what my dad said when he gave his heart to the Lord. He said, the thing that really got to me was that God just blessed me so much in everything I did. He said, even though I wasn't living for him, you know, he believed in God and all of that and reverenced God, but he just wasn't living for him, see. And he said, the thing that really brought me in was the fact that God just blessed everything I did. And he said, he just blessed me until I just decided, you know, anybody that good, <laughs> just get in with him, you know. Well, you see, that's just exactly opposite of what most people believe. They believe that God will just whip you in the line and just make you do certain things. Now, see, if God were going to do that, then he'd just make everybody get saved tonight and we'd all go in the millennium in the morning. Wouldn't that be good? But God doesn't do that. So see, God's instruction is here that it's child training. He trains us by saying, the scripture will tell you don't do that. If you do this, this will happen, and that, and the knowledge of God, see. When you gain the knowledge of God, you gain the faith of God. If you don't know what God's promise said, you can't have faith to believe in it. And Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. And they that come to God must believe that he is. And not only that, we've got to believe that he's the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. He's not the punisher of them that seek him. He's not going to take away everything you've got, as some would say. I've heard them say, well, he'll do you like he did Job. I tell you, he can do me like he did Job any time he gets ready because he gave Job twice what he ever had. That's what God did for Job, see it was the devil that took from Job. Somebody said, yeah, but Job said, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Well, I saw a bumper sticker the other day that was more accurate than that. It said, the Lord giveth and Uncle Sam taketh away. <laughs> you see, it's true that Job said that, and that was Job's assessment of the situation. But it really wasn't the truth. Turn to the book of Job. This is a book that has been probably one of the most misunderstood books of the whole Bible. I know for years it helped me in bondage and some things. Because actually, when I was going through some financial problems and some physical problems several years ago, I remember, just like it was yesterday, that one night I stayed up all night reading the book of Job. I was so sure I was another Job. Till I had to find out how it turned out. It kind of disappointed me when I got to the end and found out Job got twice what he ever had. <laughs> but it really thrilled me because I found out that it wasn't God that did it at all. You see, they lied to me. They told me God did it. And I found out God didn't do it. You see, you ought to read the book of Job for yourself. Thank you so much for joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today as we've been teaching the Word of God concerning rightly dividing the Word. Our CD offer number is 7123. It's entitled, What About Job? Single CD for $8 plus $3 postage and handling, a total of $11. What About Job? 
Have you ever said that? Yeah, but what about Job? Yeah, I know most of you have. You've heard somebody say it. And then they said, well, you know what God did to Job. Well, if you really know what God did for Job, you'll get excited about it, and you'll hope that he does that much for you. God gave Job twice what he ever had. But when you get into the first chapter of Job, you find that God had not turned Job over to the devil, as some would say. Verse 12 of chapter 1 says, The Lord said to Satan, Behold, all he hath is in thy power. Now let's back up and give you the accusations that Satan brought against God. Hast thou not made a hedge about him? Well, I can see God just grinning and saying, Yeah, I did. I did that. I'm guilty. And about his house and about all that he hath on every side, hast thou not blessed the work of his hands and his substance is increased in the land? <laughs> you can just see God standing there grinning. Yeah, I did that. I blessed him. But put forth thy hand now and touch all that he hath, and he will curse thee to thy face. And the Lord said to Satan, Behold, all he hath is in thy power. Only upon him put not forth thy hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of God. Now, notice God didn't deny that he hedged him about. He had put a hedge about him to keep him on every side. Ecclesiastes tells us that he that breaketh a hedge, a serpent shall bite him. You will notice that Job was in fear. He was afraid his children had sinned. He kept offering sacrifices, not in faith, but in fear that his children were going to be destroyed. The thing he feared came upon him. That's what the scripture reveals, that he was highly developed in fear. That's offer number 7123, single CD for $8 plus $3 postage and handling, a total of $11. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Camps Ministries and our listeners in this area.